With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded and you, live. And you got the Blue Raven live. I am Thomas, the Blue Raven. KBLU Radio Network, Blue Raven Network. And on the phone line, I got a... I got a very good special friend with me, Joe from Albuquerque. Joe, the uh, oh, t- t- today is Tuesday, so we're going to have an open discussion topic. And go ahead, Joe. The microphone is yours. Uh, you know, currently I'm driving on the road here. I'm trying to avoid. Uh, I'm trying to avoid getting getting into a road rage incident here, but. Uh, Sometimes they have a hard time doing that, especially when it's during rush hour traffic. Not really that bad right now, but it's getting to the point. In fact, even pulling out of the Home Depot parking lot there, I almost got into a road race incident pulling out of the parking lot. But, hey, you know. So how's the weather up there in Albuquerque, Joe? Well, it's kind of sprinkling right now a little bit, but... uh, I went in there to check out the prices on uh, some bags of uh, wood pellets in there, and they do have all that set up. Uh, they have a deal there where you can buy five 40-pound bags of wood pellets for $19.90 and 10 for $39.80. And I was going to give that up to see how much they, they wanted for a bag because, uh, you know what, uh, Thomas or Blue Raven, do you have a, a, calculator, a calculator handy right there in front of you? Uh, yeah, hang on. Look, I can open it up. Yeah. Hang on. Stand by. Well, okay. All right. Opening, yeah, yeah. opening up the calculator. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to compare prices here because I know what they cost over at over at Lowe's here in Albuquerque, but uh, this place over here at Home Depot. Okay, for 10 bags, they want, they're charging, divide 10 into Thirty-nine point eight zero, thirty-nine dollars and eighty cents. Uh, and and how much is that a bag? Thirty-nine eighty divided by ten. Ten. Yeah. That's a, that's like three uh, three dollars ninety-eight cents, right? Yeah, yeah, three ninety-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I guess that's not a, that's not too bad of a deal. So I'm, I I might go back there later and uh. Purchase either purchase the five or purchase the ten. I'm not sure which, but like I, I was telling you earlier, I, I already have three bags in my truck right here, stuck them back in my seat, which I'm trying to get them out of here, but uh, because it takes up a lot of space back here. But uh, anyway, you got those at Home Depot, correct? Right, but uh, like I said, I, I had that stuff stashed back in my truck for all week and nobody touched it. So when I left left this morning, I moved it inside of my truck. So because I'm driving around town right now. Oh, I but I'm actually have, driving on the road right now. I do got a question for you, Joe. Have you noticed any conspiracies going on at the Home Depot lately in Albuquerque? <laughs> uh, 
Other than that, no. Other than the fact that, uh, hey, you know, I, I was trying to find out what they would charge you actually bring a pallet full of uh, of, uh, of what caused in my place because somebody told me there last week when I was in there that for a while there they had a sale on, but that I guess that must have ended. Uh, where if you live within a a five mile radius of the store, they would actually deliver a pallet full of uh, wood pellets, which is a 50-50 bag for for a certain amount of money. But then it turns out they ended that because I was right in the verge of doing that. Cause I thought I thought if I did something like that, well, maybe I would have to buy any, any bags of wood pellets for a couple of years. Hey, but, I, do you think they could be doing like Home Depot could be doing like a conspiracy directly against you? Like, let's say... Let's say when they know that you're going into that Home Depot store, they jack up the price on the wood pellets on you, and then they lower it when they know you're leaving the store because they're they're actually they know when you're coming in the exact time, and they're doing a a direct conspiracy onto you. Do you think this could be happening in Albuquerque? Well, that would make it sound like you're talking about a lunatic. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Why would you say? No, the, no. You know what? The, the the only bad thing I know about home people is that I know I know that the whole thing is is owned and operated by some some uh, uh, a uh, Republican. Other than that, there I don't I don't know anything bad about home people, but. Uh, Oh yeah, I do got a question. Have you noticed in Albuquerque any food shortages going on at, at any grocery stores? Any shortage on anything? When you go in to buy anything, and you notice they they're always out of something on the on the shelves. No, you know what? About the only thing I've heard about food shortages is uh, is in relationship to somebody that. Uh, that lives up there in the very northeast part of uh, the state of New Mexico, anything like within about a hundred mile radius of right there. Apparently, they, they must have food shortages because that's what this person informed me of about about three four days ago. And I think you know who, that, who I'm talking about. Yeah, but also that's because <laughs> yeah, that's because we're in a rural area. You got to remember. I'm thinking that's because maybe. All, that could be also because of the winter weather, and maybe certain rocks aren't able to get through. You know what, though? I, I, I have to admit, I did drive in that town, uh, I don't know, what I think it was about a year or so ago, and uh, I drove in there. In fact, when I first drove in there, I initially, for about the first five minutes when I pulled in there, I was thinking, I was wondering if anybody actually lived there because I didn't see anybody walking around. I didn't see any cars moving around. And then for, for about a minute there, I thought, you know, uh, this could be possibly be a ghost town. But then, but then I, <laughs> but then I turned the corner there down a, a side street and I actually saw a person walking. I said, well, okay, the people do live here, but I had to look real close because I wanted to find out if uh, this person could be possibly be a zombie. But it wasn't yeah. obvious. It's almost like a it's almost like a ghost town. Yes. <laughs> the KBLU radio is almost like where I'm at in in, in my right. underground bunker here. We're almost like in a well, we are in a rural area out in the country, almost like a ghost town. 
We're far from everything. Everything is far. Can you verify that I am that this is correct information and everything is far well, from me? Uh, uh, let me ask you this: Do you have any problem with anybody knowing the the name of this of this village you live in? Well, no, no, no. Just keep not not on here. Okay, okay, so. okay. Well then, you know, I will say though that uh, that day I drove in, I drove, I actually spent about. Uh, I'd say about 15, 20 minutes driving around the area there because I wanted to see exactly how big that area encompassed because I knew where you lived. And uh, so I drove around there. I still didn't see much moving around there. And uh, I even drove across across the the interstate from there to see if uh, part of the town was actually located, you know, on the west side right there. But I didn't see much over there. But I, I was kind of real curious about that. And... Uh, I was kind of surprised at how close your relations were there to the to the area that you lived in right there. But yeah, I, I have to say that I, I I was kind of curious about the whole the whole area right there. And then I even did some research uh, online when I got home uh, afterwards uh, to to see if there was any any kind of you know fancy spots or check out that are right in that area right there. It mentioned some old ancient mansion right there in that town and so uh, the next time if i'm ever up there again which I, uh, hopefully i will be at some point i was going to check out this thing it was some kind of old abandoned mansion or whatever but uh yeah i was real curious how that place got its name and, and i was reading about that too oh yeah but, uh, yeah that that that's they say that 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 old mansion do you actually seen that well no is that place uh supposed to be haunted or something yeah yeah they say that it's haunted and they actually have some underground tunnels that go down like where this creek used to be not too far that creek isn't too far down from that old mansion no really that's that's what they said (laughs) for many years in my location that that old mansion there is haunted that's what they claim Right. That there's some underground tunnels underneath that old that old house. Yeah, it's about like a three or four story old old old, old house. They say Yeah, and, I, and well yeah, but I mean that place was uh owned by the person uh, apparently who's uh that place was named after or something like that there associated with that. I forgot what it's named after. I think it might be. Well, you know what, though? I, I was talking to somebody, uh, a couple people about that place one time, and uh, somebody I know who died recently uh, actually spent time there. Uh, it, and it was something something about, uh, well, anyway, anyway, he lived there for a while with his uncle, and I, I forget if it was exactly right there or in some of the other little small town north of there. It's a person I know that just died recently, but... Uh, he would tell me stories about that place right there. He told me that sometimes, I mean, it was almost so deserted, nobody moving around that sometimes, you know, back in the old days, uh, groups of, uh, small little groups of, uh, of uh, what, what at the time was known as, as New Mexico wolves were located in that area right there, and they used to come into the town there and uh, sometimes attack people. Cause it's oh, the truth. Yeah. yeah. That's not true, though. No, I haven't heard anything about that. So you don't have any cannibals living in that area? Not that I, not that I'm aware of. Maybe they had <laughs> years back. I don't know, but 
I haven't ran into any cannibal cannibals around here, no. <laughs> well, the the strange thing about it is, see, that place is, you know, it's located pretty close proximity to the uh, main interstate highway that runs through there. So I would always suspect that uh, occasionally some um, some very strange people might be driving up and down the interstate that might have have a tendency to pull in there and uh, and, uh, and spend time there. <laughs> but but I don't know how many fancy buildings you have in there as far as uh, as far as like uh, places of business or whatever. But I didn't see too much moving around. I know that you I mentioned something earlier about uh, uh, you know you were kind of hoping that they may. Uh, start uh, start building uh, a few uh, more businesses in that in that you know locality right there. But then I started thinking, well, I don't I don't know if that would actually support uh, a lot a lot of places like that in there. In fact, to tell you honestly, got truth. I I was kind of surprised about that one place that you were talking about being opening up. Although you were telling me how how long it was taking for the place to get in operation, but when I saw the actual pictures of it. Uh, you know, I realized it was a lot bigger than what I would normally normally see, so maybe that is the reason why it's taking so long. Although, it might be a good idea to have a place like that, but I'm really kind of curious now, after that place opens up, if they will get enough business there to actually, uh, you know, uh, support it. Well, I I, I do think we, we got enough townspeople that would support it. Right, but you know what though? I've seen a few in town here, uh, and, and like I told you, they have quite a few of them here in town right here. And there's even there's a couple of those that uh, actually went out of business, and, and those were even smaller ones. But I would imagine, you know, from from what you told me, that if a place like that did open there, enough people that live in that area would uh, actually go out of their way to go there and support it to make sure the place probably did did stay open. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, oh, I I know the this new family dollar that they're building in my location here in town. I do I they will make business. Yeah, they will make business. Yeah, and, right. And the other, but you you have shown me a couple of pictures in the past of a store that you yourself would uh, frequent down there, and that's where you I get apparently you got your gas for your vehicle down there too. That place there was one of the few. Stars of any kind, they they have there, correct? Yeah. Yes. We. Yeah. We, and if, they, if if they even open up a few more businesses, not not a lot, even a even another grocery store, yeah, they would make business because we live so far from everything. It, it would because um, a lot of people have to drive far far distances. And it would really help the town a lot. And they would make business if they built a few more businesses here, like maybe five or six more. And that's about it, you know, just to keep the town going because the economy here is not very good here. And right where north of me, oops, did I almost say the name? No, I didn't say the name, but I'll just north of me. <laughs> you almost did. North, but, north, but, well, north of me, there, there's the population was bigger. It was, I think, like around maybe twelve thousand. Now it's like around maybe five thousand or four, maybe four thousand. Really? Yeah. Really? A lot, lot of people left because, uh, in fact, their local newspaper went out of business. Now they have a. Now they open well, up. How many, how many years ago? Uh, 
do you think it was, uh, you know, when the population was 12,000, was that like a, a decade or more ago or, or sometime, you know, in that, that range that, right there? Because that was like, that was like back, back around, oh, about in the year, I would say the year 2000, 1999 and the year 2000 and 2001. Oh, yeah, well, that's not that long ago. But you know what, though? Uh, one other thing I was really surprised about, and uh, I think maybe if they had something located closer to the interstate right there, and I, I forget exactly where you said this new this new, uh, you know, Home Depot store is going to open up at there, but I'm not sure if it's, it's, it's in close proximity to the interstate right there where it can be seen. But the one thing I did notice, is that just north of there when I was, you know, when I was heading north on that thing that one day, I was really surprised. It seemed like it was only about five miles north of there is where there was that big truck stop there. I forget what type of truck stop it was, but they had quite a few people in there. And I, and you know, thinking on that, I, I, I figured that if that place could attract that much attention and have that much business, I figured that this uh, new store that's opening up there, uh, could also attract business too, and maybe a few other places that if they were like in close proximity to the to the interstate right there. Well, yeah, they do make a lot of business at that truck stop five miles north of me. Yeah, and is that like a a brand name a truck stop thing? Like uh, like that uh, that brand name one? What's it called? A or something like that? I forget the name of that that. Uh, that nationwide truck stop. Oh, uh, no, no, no. This is more like a locally owned, the Russells, they, they own super safe grocery store north of me. They own, they, they own the truck stop east of Albuquerque when you're heading on I-40 and then right before you, (laughs) right, right before you get to the Texas border on I-40 close to the New Mexico Texas border, they own that truck stop, it, and and the the Russells, they're out of they they own it right. They're out of Cimarron, New, New Mexico, and they they own they own they also own a Super Save and Portales. Yeah, but I mean, uh, but but uh, Cimarron is is north of you, correct? A little bit. No, 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 no. You're getting your directions mixed up. Well, oh, well no, or, or to me. Right. Right, 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 right. And, yeah, and they, closer they, to uh, they own a lot, a lot, a lot of businesses, but it's not a nationally named. Right, yeah, but I mean, uh, but they are kind of from that area because because I was trying to figure out why they used to uh, own places east of Albuquerque here, but yet they, uh, you know, developed that place just north of you right there, and, and and now I think that that's probably why because you tell me they kind of live there and they are from like, you know, similar. Yeah, I know they, that's they accurate. also, they also own super save in Taos, New Mexico. They own right, super, right, super right. save in Portales. They own a grocery store in, in Mora, Mora, New Mexico. And they own that truck. Right, stop. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. In, in fact, I, I know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work with somebody that was from Mora, but uh, in fact, I drove through Cimarron one time north of Taos there, uh, one time when they had like some kind of bike, a biker rally there, you know, like, you know, a bunch of people on motorcycles and stuff. But, uh, you know, I've been through Taos many times, but you know what though? I was kind of surprised that you said that that place in North right there is lost 
about 50% of its population uh, since about 2000. Oh, Why yeah. Up that in, yeah, up in Raton. I call it Rat City. <laughs> well, no, we, 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 you have to call it Raton, I think. Or, or, but, uh, you know, some people say Rayton or something like that, but... Uh, why do you think they lost so many people there? The economy, the economy is very bad around here. Even now, the economy, there's not a lot of jobs. Oh yeah, and then in my area, they made that boy, that New Mexico boys' school. It's now a prison, but it's it's not a it's not a high security prison. It's a minimum. They made it more for like repeat. It's mainly for repeat DWI offenders that are mostly there. It's a minimum security, and the guards don't carry no guns on them. And that place, which is close to where you live, uh, was called was, uh, a boys' school at one time in the past, right? Yeah, now it's a prison. It's a minimum. Right, right. And, and, and you know what? Uh, and, and earlier, I mentioned that friend of mine who, who died recently, and you know, I told you about him, you know, because because I went to his funeral. But uh, yeah, that's he spent time there uh, early on uh, in the, you know in the boys' school. But yeah. uh, right, and his uncle lived uh, in that town that's just a little bit north of where you're at, right there. You know, you know where that friend of yours lives. But uh, his uncle lived there. Uh, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he spent time there. But that's why that friend of mine, who you also knew. Uh, he actually grew up in that area right there, spent a lot of time there before he, before he eventually wound up coming down here to uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did used to live in Albuquerque from 1993 right, right. to about 1995, and yeah, I was your next door neighbor, Joe. Well, yeah, well, yeah. In fact, when I was talking to this guy's relatives when when they were down there because I. I because I ran into him. I ran into his brother. He's from Chicago and stuff. And I was trying to get some information about that because, you know, you know, Mike, as you know who I'm talking about, he never would, uh, you know, say too much about his past and whatever, but I, I know he mentioned that area right there, you know, where you're from. And I tried to find out some more information about him from his uh, brother and his brother's wife who were from Chicago. And that's what he also again mentioned, that, that boys' ranch thing. And, and and I thought it was kind of weird because, you know, Mike was the kind of guy you would ask him a question, and his uh, you know, usual response would be, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I bet. Hey, I bet you. I felt like telling old Mike. Well, what do you know? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, you know, you know, he used to freak me out because I, I would mention something you know that that uh, occurred during. Our generation's time on Earth, you know, like uh, you know, something about you know, you know, stuff that took place back in the uh, '60s or whatever, or early '70s and stuff like that. And he would act like 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 he had no idea what I was talking about. Hey, hey him, said, let me oh. let me ask you a question. Let's say you really knew that the end of the world was coming and the economy was so bad all over New Mexico, and you knew that there was going to be a major meteorite, a large meteorite that was going to crash in, uh, close to us. Well, not in our state, but close to us. How would you prepare for the end times? 
or ha- how would you prepare? What would what would you plan? Would you stay where you're at, or would you bunker up where you're at, or would you go like to some other location? Well, uh, you know, I, I think if something like that was going to happen, uh, I, I would probably probably most likely find a good. I mean, you know, de- depending on what the weather was. I mean, if it, you know, if it was going to happen during some you know pretty nice weather or something like that, like summertime or whatever. I would probably, uh, you know, get a nice little launcher and stuff or whatever and drive up to the top of the mountain someplace and then uh, go to an area that I knew about. And, I, you know, I'd bring maybe a, a bottle of booze, six-pack or whatever, and I'd uh, I'd go up there and I would sit in my launcher uh, with, with a smile on my face and just kind of wait for it to happen. Well, why? Uh, Why? Yeah, because I'm Would just you, wondering, can you let the listeners that may be listening in the, in the archives, can you give them, like, what would you suggest to listeners what to buy to, for survival? What? How would you survive? What, what are some good items on the list, like food items, water, stock up on water? Water is going to be a very precious resource. You know when the you know when all all you know when the when the crap hits the fan well, you know. Well, yeah, but uh, why would you worry about uh, surviving if a, a meteor was going to hit and basically wipe, wipe everything out? But uh, uh, but no, if you're talking about like a pandemic or something or just uh, a survival thing, and not you know like a complete destruction, uh, but the survival, you know, you could do like like I have done. You know, I've actually. There are like four locations in the states here where I went out and I, I took a, I had I had a four, they're like eight inch diameter uh, by about maybe six and a half seven feet long tubes that I have uh, put stuff in there like uh, survival food uh, food that lasts a long time storage stuff and uh, uh, you know I put things in there like a few medical supplies. Uh, uh, what what some survival food would you would you recommend? Well, I put a lot of stuff in there that I purchased from that one place called Wise Foods. It has a long long storage life, uh, and I also have some uh, water purification tablets in there. And in each one, I put I did put a about uh, you know like four or five liters of water in there, and uh, a few other things which I don't really uh, you know feel like talking about as far as like weapons stuff is concerned, but, uh, no, in case something like that happened, uh, and that's out like in a very, uh, a rural kind of like a wild area. And, uh, and I know where all these locations are because I have the coordinates of them on it, you know, how, um, how much water does a water purification tablets clean like a glass full or. No, no, uh, those tablets, tablets that I purchased, uh, each tablet kind of, uh, will, will clean out. It takes about 30 minutes. A gallon of, uh, of water. Uh, so you know, if you have a gallon container, you can throw, uh, you know, you know whatever you know reasonable water is available, and you throw one of put a tablet of this in there, and it, it, it'll basically kill off anything that could harm you, you know, internally. Yeah, I I should get some of them water purification tablets myself. How much do you know, I, do I pre- Where do you where, you, know, where I, you get yours at? Oh, uh, you know, and I buy all this stuff uh, uh, off of a couple of places on Amazon. But uh, that's where you, you can get the best deals. And if you wanted to get some, you know, uh, long-term uh, shelf life 
style survival of food, the best place to get the, the best deal on something like that, which I did, was, uh, 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 you know, on eBay. You go on eBay and do a search for that type of stuff, and uh, it, everything will pop up there, and then you can check out the prices, uh, its location, to see what the best price is worth, you know, that they're closest to you. That's what I did, and I had all the stuff, you know, just shipped to me. But, uh, well, no, all those containers I told you about, I purchased that stuff. Actually, at the place I just left over, over here at Home Depot. But, uh, but no, in fact, in fact, I got a pretty good deal on all that stuff. But, in, in fact, I kind of wish I had some right now because uh, uh, I actually tasted, I tested out some of this food, you know, you know, before I actually put it in these uh, storage deals. And some of the stuff was actually pretty good. Because, really, have you ever thought about if there was any food shortages in Albuquerque? There may be rioting at grocery stores, and that's not a good time to go to grocery stores if rioting and fighting is going on. Yeah, well, you know what, though? You see, if it ever got to that, that uh, type of situation, I would probably, uh, you know, have left town way before that and gone to one of these locations I was talking about. And, let, and you know, let's say there was a lot of people that couldn't get no food in Albuquerque, and then people started resorting to, you know, started turning over to cannibalism, and you start seeing the the, ri- the rise of the cannibals up in Albuquerque, or down in Al, I should say down in Albuquerque, the rise of the cannibals. What would? Yeah, you know, uh, well, let me ask you this: What would you then uh, do in case of that same kind of scenario uh, in that location you're at? Where would you go? I mean, I know exactly where I, I would go uh, if I was right in that I, area. I would Isn't take it? off out of town, and I would I would go out to I would go I, west. I, no, no, I can't give west. No, no, east, but I can't give away the exact coordinates. East. Yeah, I, I can't give away the coordinates. It's 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 highly. It's kind of like being in a bunker. Nobody would know. Well, you know, I know I do have one of these containers that I was telling you about stored. Uh, I would say about maybe uh, 100, 100 or so miles from your location right there. But I'm not going to tell you what direction it is. But uh, yeah, but uh, I also have another <laughs> container. But but I have another container that's uh, planted. I would say about I would have to guessing guessing I would say about 200 some miles straight west of your location. Although, you know, I'm not going to give out the coordinates of this stuff here, but <laughs> I tell you. Well, you don't even trust me, and I'm your friend with the coordinates? Uh, <laughs> correct, yeah. But, but the, thing, the thing about it is, I, I, I actually would hope, I kind of hope, and, you know, down deep a little bit that uh, something bad would happen and that, you know, some type of pandemic thing would take place where I would be forced to make use of these uh, these. Uh, Story things I have uh, planned. What do you, what do you like to see? What would you would you like? What would you like to see happen to the human race on this planet if something like that happened? Well, well yeah, for example, in fact, I was kind of hoping, you know, back a few months back, what, when this whole uh, this whole thing, you know, this ebonic plague thing that they were, you know, well, that the Republicans were, you know, pushing up, you know, to, to try and, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, distract from the election thing that was about to take place, but uh, I, I was going to hope and possibly 
I, I was thinking about what would what could possibly happen that would actually cause a pandemic to take place. I thought, well, you know, if uh, they would take, you know, this bubonic plague, if some, uh, you know, you know, dubious people would uh, take that and uh, kind of develop it into uh, an, an airborne thing where that would, it would spread around easily, that would probably take out uh, populations around the planet real fast. And then you would have to go to a rural location and hide out so that uh, nobody could, uh, you know, take advantage of you or get your stuff. Or in a situation like you said, if everything turned to cannibalism, so they couldn't eat you. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a very uh, bizarre, crazy but, scenario. Well, oh yeah, but let me ask you this: Are are you prepared anyway in case of uh, an occurrence like that? If something like that had happened, I mean, you are already kind of in a rural place, but being the fact that you're in a rural place like that, the 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 few people that live in that area might be more apt to break into your place because of that thing. Yes, that because it could spread. The people in the cities could move out and head out to the rural areas. Right, to yeah, find, especially to try to find food. You know, well, yeah, especially if yeah, but just imagine you know these people traveling up and down that uh, that major route um, that's close to where you're at, right? They're called I-25. That that there would be kind of a bad thing to have <laughs> next year, right there. <laughs> no, no, I can tell it. I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what. If I was you, I would probably, if I was going to go to a location, well, I tell you what you should do. Uh, you should maybe save up some rubles or whatever, and then pay me some money to get to a, to a some Russian rubles. Yes. To to give you to give to give you the location of this uh uh some of these you know, these the things they have planted uh in four areas of the of the state. But I tell you what though, I will give one away. I have I do I do have one planted in the Hitler wilderness area of the southwestern part of uh the state of New Mexico and I also have one planted, I would have to say this. It's uh, not not too far away from where uh there was an apparent UFO crash back in 1947, but uh, that's the only thing I'll say about that. Well, there was a UFO crash in Roswell, New Mexico. That right, right, yeah. Well, how, no, actually, how far? Is, actually, how far is? Well, no, Roswell actually, actually, well, actually, that didn't take place right there in Roswell. It took place in a place called Corona, which is uh, a north northwest of where Roswell is located. At. In fact, it's. Uh, uh, Corona is about halfway between where I live and Roswell, so you know that that's kind of a it's kind of stupid. They always mention Roswell because Roswell really had nothing to do with it, other than the fact that that's where it was first reported out of out of Roswell. But it actually took place supposedly, if that actually happened, uh, took place just outside of a, a place called Corona, New Mexico, which is kind of uh, on the southeast of uh, the southern tip of the. Uh, Manzano Mountain Range, which which is a which starts here, uh, it, it it bumps up against Albuquerque, New Mexico, but it uh, shoots south here. Now, if we could just get Art Bell, old Art Bell from Coast to Coast AM, to join in on this conversation, that would be great, don't you think? Yeah, in fact, you know what? I 
I, I was hoping that you might know more about Honored Bell. I mean, since you apparently listen to what used to be his old program sometimes. But I was kind of curious because I haven't paid much attention to anything about Art Bell recently. But the last I heard was that he was living with another wife who was Filipino in uh, uh, Pahrump, Nevada. Could that be true? What? The the same wife that he was with from the Philippines? No, no, no. His, uh, no, no. His original wife died. I know that. But he, within about a year or so after his wife died, he wound up uh, getting involved with and marrying another Filipino uh, woman. And at that time, I had read, this is going back a year or two or something like that ago, that he had also, that uh, he was living at that time for a while over in the Philippines, I think outside of Manila someplace, but then he relocated again back to where he used to live. Yeah, back to Nevada. Yeah, I remember he used to live in the Philippines, yeah. From Nevada. In fact, yeah, I actually and, drove through there. And then I think he went back to Nevada. Oh, oh, no, he went back to the Philippines? No, no, just what you're saying. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, well, you see, I, I have a friend, like I told, told you, I think well, I told you this before. He owns property over there in the Philippines. It's not right there in Manila, but... Uh, it, you know, it's a real place there down in the southern, southeastern part of uh, the Philippines, facing the, the China Sea right there. But uh, I was even thinking about uh, buying some property over there because he got some property pretty cheap uh, about 10 years ago. But he has a, a Filipino wife who's from that, uh, that village. O- over there in the Philippines, they don't call them villages. They call them barangs. But he uh, lives in... Uh, one that's uh, on the very eastern eastern uh, tip of eastern Samara within the Philippines. Oh, hey, oh, yeah, I just thought of something. Would you like to share with the people that may be listening in the archives of this broadcast about your driving around Martinez Town this morning? Oh, yeah, well... I drove around there because I always liked the place right there because it's all it has a lot of uh, older Hispanic homes and stuff in there. Not not as much as, and, as they did. Oh yeah, had. let 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 the people that uh, may be listening know where Martinez Town is. It's in Albuquerque, but let them know more about the location, what part of Albuquerque and stuff. Well, I know uh, Martinez Town kind of butts up against the eastern side of I guess what everybody would think is downtown Albuquerque, but. Uh, yeah, it's been there for a long time, and it's always been known as Martinez Town. But uh, like I told you, there was a time I was thinking about renting a place down there. But uh, yeah, you know, if you go back into the history of Albuquerque, that was, there was one of the first places that was kind of like uh, annexed by uh, Albuquerque, that area right there. But all the places around town here that are now kind of known as neighborhoods, those places were at one time small villages that were close to Albuquerque, but over the years, they all got annexed, like, you know, Alameda, um, and, you know, places along the Rio Grande Boulevard that shoots up north and south of, in, uh, in, uh, next to the Rio Grande River, which is, shoots right through the middle of Albuquerque, but, uh, around yeah, by old, old town there, old town. Right, old town. Yeah, in fact, you know, I sent you a couple of pictures this morning, because we had some snow last night, 
And I went down there because they have a lot of uh, older-looking adobe-style homes down there. So I went down there before the all the snow melted off to take some pictures, not just to send them to you, but to, to uh, send them to my uh, relatives who live up in the northern part of the country, up around Minnesota. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm, checking, I'm checking something here on TalkShoe. You know what? Right now, we're the only... There's only one, two, three, four, four live broadcasts going on, and we're one of them. I'm checking on the live page now, and it shows that we are live now, and uh, we got and, and 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 then there's three other broadcasts that's going, and we're. Uh, <laughs> well, doesn't that show how many people are are actually listening to your broadcast? Right now, well, right now, no callers called in. Nobody has came in. I'm watching the chat room, and nobody came into the chat room right now. But, but somebody could listen in the archives. Oh, yeah, right. But you know what, though? I'm part, but you know what? Where I'm part right now, I pulled out of the Eubank Cape going into the uh, Kirkland Air Force Base down here, but I'm I'm parked here right next to the what what you would know of as the Atomic and Science Museum uh, over here, and I noticed they have a few new things in the yard back there. You know, they have stuff in there like older Air Force jets, uh, Mirage jets. They have uh, older B-52 bomber, B-29 bomber, and, and they have parts of a couple of spacecraft and missiles that hit back in there right now. In fact, I'm almost tempted to go back in there and take a couple pictures. But, uh, oh, yeah, in fact, there's another. They have a couple of pieces of a spacecraft back in there right now too oh yeah hey yeah. share share to the people about the ratings of blake slaughterberger to the people that do not live in the state of new mexico let the people know about blake slaughterberger well you know what i was surprised because because you had sent me an email uh, a day ago or two days ago whatever and i got the impression you, you were telling me that you you thought that there was only one Whataburger in Albuquerque, and I almost laughed when I read that because I thought you knew this town better than that. I mean, this town has, uh, you know, Blake's Whataburger all over the place. Uh, they're in all kinds of different locations. But, uh, but, but no, but I, I remember reading this one magazine. It was a local magazine, and uh, apparently there's some, there's, there's some big food critic magazine, whatever, that's nationwide or whatever it is. I forget the name of it. But they had a rating of uh, of the the top ten best supposed uh, burgers of any kind in the United States, and uh, and then I was really surprised. I almost I kind of laughed at it that uh, rated number four for the best the fourth best hamburger style hamburger in in the United States according to this this outfit. They rated the the Blake's Lauder Burger green chili cheeseburger the fourth best. Uh, burger in the country, and of course, you, you know me. I had to go down there and order that. And and I tell you what, though, I will say, although I I ordered the smaller one, as you saw, uh, I, I I was really impressed by the type of green chili they put in there because it was hotter than hell. In fact, I I was really impressed by that because I figured it would be super mild, you know, green chili or maybe slightly hot. But no, this stuff was super hot. In fact, oh, it was I bet, it was real oh, yeah, yeah. hot green. Y- yes, yes, yes. In fact, I, I was kind of surprised by that 
because I did a long time ago, a number of years back, I, I was reading about, you know, chilies, you know, and, and what in chili, you know, causes it's a, it's a heatness effect. And, you know, it's called that one, that one, uh, chemical or whatever it is called casparin or whatever. And apparently it, it, uh, mentions this one other, other, uh, pepper that supposedly has the most of this chemical in there, which makes it hot, hotter than heck. And I had to say about four years ago, I tried, uh, some of that chili and it's, uh, it's called a habanero chili. And that was pretty hot, hot to oh, say. Oh, yeah, I've heard them, habanero right. chilies. Right, and that there is supposedly the hottest one known to man or some, something like that. But I will say, this chili, green chili they put on that green chili cheeseburger I ordered the other day was as hot as that, if not hotter. And, and I was really impressed by that because, <laughs> as you know, I like – I uh, I uh, like hot green chili. And, of course, more people in the country don't know what green chili is. But even my friend from California yesterday, uh, you know, he doesn't know exactly what it is. And he said, and I laugh when he said it, he goes, uh, what are you talking about, um, those jalapenos? <laughs> and I laugh. No, no, it's not jalapenos. It's, it's green chili, uh, New Mexico green chili. But, uh, and, of course, you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I like green chili. It's good for your health also. And what did you think of the burger? How was the burger? Well, it, it, you know, it was really good. But, you know, what, though, I will tell you, it was back in the early 90s. I actually moved out and I lived out in San Diego for a while. But uh, out there in the area that I lived there in San Diego, the you know, I lived in a neighborhood over there called uh, North Park in San Diego, which is right uh, uh, next to you. Uh, you know, Balboa, uh, uh, golf course, and uh, that whole area down there. But I went in there, right in that neighborhood, they had, like, a place that would sell, you know, you know, like, Spanish food, Mexican foods, you know, burritos, stuff like that. Then. And they would make these big, huge, giant burritos, which I really liked. Uh, and I went in there one time, I was talking to the people that worked in there, and I, I told them, I said, yeah, your burrito's real good. The only problem is, you know, you don't have any, you know, you know good, uh, you know, green chili in there. And they didn't know exactly what I was talking about either. But after I explained to them what I was talking about and where I was from, that guy and his family actually went down to the local uh, uh, fruit markets, vegetable markets, and they tracked down some uh, New Mexico hatched green chili, got this stuff, cleaned it off properly, and they actually uh, uh, parade the whole thing up so they had a parade green chili. And so the next time I went in there, uh, they surprised me by the fact they they uh, made my uh, my uh, my uh, meat burrito uh, with uh, and they threw in a bunch of parade green chili in there, which was kind of hot. And, and I said, "Hey, do you have green chili in there?" <laughs> yeah, they started laughing, you know, at me. They go, "That's right. You like that?" <laughs> but no, but I started to have it because after that, they actually started putting that stuff. Uh, or, you know, using that as something you can add to the burrito. And people there like that, and that got to be kind of popular out there in that neighborhood of San Diego. And that all started because of me, by the way. Yeah, I I, I haven't eaten at a Blake's Lot of Burger for years, but I, I do remember when I eat, when I did eat there, yeah, they, I, I love their burgers. You know, yeah, but Thomas, you know, right now you can go down there because of the fact you know, you can live in New Mexico. Right now, you, you can go down to a, a supermarket someplace and buy 
frozen green chili, correct? Oh, yeah, they, they sell it right oh, yeah. in my location, yeah. So I'm telling you, you can make your own uh, your own hamburger, throw green chili on there, and probably make a hamburger as good, if not better, than this uh, this thing that that they rated as the fourth best hamburger uh, in the United States, uh, which, which I almost kind of laughed at that because, you know what, Thomas? I can make better better burgers than that. <laughs> but uh, but no, but hey, you see, I add green chili. I tell you what, if I have green chili in my house, in my fridge or whatever, I add it to everything I eat. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, it could be, you know, spaghetti, anything. I mean, I'll throw some green, green chili in it. Yeah, that I but, I like Blake's lot of burger. They are they are now I I I understand why they're rated one of the best burgers in in all the United States. Yeah, but Thomas, though, you see, most most people can't hand can't handle chili that hot. Uh, I'm telling you, and uh, so and in fact, that one that I ate here the other day, if you gave that to if you grab, like, say, 10 people from around the country, set them down and put that thing in front of them and they ate it, they probably wouldn't eat it because they would think it was too hot. Uh, but, hey, you know, like, like myself, I've lived here long enough where I got not only used to it, I actually started to like like it, you know, the hotter it was, I liked it the, uh, better. But my brothers who've been down there over the years, I remember a couple of times I took them over to uh, Cervantes over there to eat some uh, like a uh, tamale plate or, or a burrito plate and uh, oh yeah the, even well, if they had, uh, let the people know what what kind of restaurant Cervantes Mexican restaurant wow they have good right. over there I used you and me right. hey Joe you and me used to live right across from Cervantes Mexican restaurant remember. Correct. Although usually, about the only time I would go in there would be to buy, you know, booze from the office. Uh, but, uh, uh, but no. But I have been in there enough times at the restaurant. You know, I, I've eaten in there. But my brother came down in at one time. In fact, my mother and father were here too when they were still alive. I took them there, and I had them put uh, just you know mild, mild, mild green chili there in their uh, burrito plate or or enchilada plate, and. Even that mild green chili they thought was so hot, they couldn't even eat uh, you know, part of the plate, and so they had to wind up scraping the, that that chili out of it. But but Thomas, I'll ask you: Do you like uh, a hot green chili? Oh yeah, yeah, I like hot green chili. Oh yeah, but not fiery hot. No, I I've also ate fiery hot green chili. <laughs> Well, hey, let me ask you this: Did you ever uh, uh, eat, uh, eat a burrito or enchilada plate or anything like that over at that uh, Cervantes restaurant we're talking about down there? Oh yeah, many times. Another good restaurant that I ate at. It was over located in Albuquerque, over there by Carlisle and and Montgomery, about near that area. Do you know which one I'm talking about? They, man, they had some really good Mexican food over there. Oh, you're talking about Gardenia's or Monroe's? No, no, it was a different one. I used to eat there when I was when I was going out with Ruby. Um, uh, uh, that right, the woman, right, right. The 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 woman that was Hickory, 
Apache Native American from Jolsey, New Mexico, from the Hickory Apache Indian tribe up there. And And I met her in Albuquerque. And me and Ruby used to eat there all the time. It was right there by Carlisle, close to, yeah, right there by Carlisle and Montgomery. I forgot the name of this. Oh, yeah, but didn't you actually at one point know of some uh, girl who was who was uh, from the Sandia Pueblo Indian Reservation? No, no. I, 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 no. I actually knew two women that I, that I, I went out with back then. What? They were both from. They were both Hickory, right, right. Hickory Apache, from the Hickory Apache right. Indian tribe. Right. Yeah. Well, I actually met one that was associated with somebody that used to live over in that apartment complex we used to live in. But no. But uh, uh, you know, Cervantes uh, restaurant over there. Uh, I, I actually, you know, years and years ago when I lived over there in that location right there, I was on a job layoff, a temporary job layoff. And so part-time at nighttime, I used to uh, drive a cab for the Albuquerque Cab Company. And uh, sometimes I would, you know, pick up people out there at the, at the Sunpoint, you know, the Albuquerque National Airport. And uh, I would drive them to different spots in Albuquerque. And for some reason, they thought, well, because I drove a cab for the uh, a company in the city, they thought that I was an expert about Albuquerque. And as you know, I'm not a native of Albuquerque. But they would ask me my advice on where to go in town to to have like a uh, like a Mexican dinner of some type, you know, uh, some type or good restaurant to go to. And I would always take them to guess where Cervantes, <laughs> and uh, they would they would go there, and uh, and then I would tell them who I was, you know, my cab number, whatever. And I would tell them, you know, when they got done doing their stuff, if they want another ride from there to someplace else, I'll call the cab company and let them know. And they would always call up and ask me to come back there. And it could be two, three, four hours later, a couple times, they drank so many, you know, you know, strawberry margaritas, they'd be half polluted. But uh, they would always tell me how great the food was over there. And hey, I, would, let, I would recommend it. Let, let, the, let the people know that will be listening in the archives where to get the best Colombian coffee at. Uh, you know, that's kind of a stupid place because uh, – most people would laugh at that, but I like it because I think they have good coffee. I don't know, you know, everybody would laugh because most people go there and pay like, you know, five bucks a cup or some crap over at Starbucks or someplace. But no, I actually like going to a place in town here that I like because I think they have pretty good coffee, and it's a Colombian type coffee they make, and it's called uh, at a place called everybody has heard of it, Carl's Jr. Yep, Carl's Jr. and and. Over in downtown Albuquerque, right? Right, yeah, but Thomas, I, I don't know if you know this, but you see Carl's Jr. is nationwide. But and of course, you know, you know, uh and so is McDonald's. But the only place in the country where uh you can actually go into a Carl's Jr. where they have like a condiment bar that actually has green chili and stuff in the condiment bar is in the state of New Mexico. No other place. In fact, as far as I know, you 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 can't go anyplace else in the country other than this state right here to buy a a, a breakfast burrito that actually has green chili inside of it, other than here in the state of New Mexico. I mean, did you ever see anything up there in Colorado when you were living there? Yeah, they they were 
doing that, it, they have yeah, in, in a lot of places up in Pueblo, Pueblo, Colorado, some places, but Albuquerque actually seems like it has more like that. But Pueblo also is famous for because they grow green chili up in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, from where you are sitting right now, where is the closest place to you? And in what direction would you have to go to go and find, if you had a either a mule deer license to go shoot a mule deer or an elk license to go out and harvest an elk? Closest, closest place for mule deer would be west west of me, up around by Cimarron, New Mexico, up around that canyon around there, and also north of me, just like my friend was telling me, telling you when we were on the phone that day, that friend of mine, Mar- Mario, right, 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 he, is right, right. Cor- he is correct, north of me, but you wouldn't, you, that you wouldn't want to go like, uh, what, what, you know, you know, go hunting without license. Cause there is a lot of, I know. there's a I lot of, that. there's a lot of, what do you call it? Them game wardens. And, and they, and if, right, you go, right, hunt, right. if they catch you go going hunting without license, they can take away your vehicle from you also. Yeah, right. Well, like I told you, you know, it was about, you know, two, three months ago, something like that. I actually applied for, uh, you know, a license to 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 uh, to hunt uh, a mule deer and an elk. And uh, I actually had the license, but I had to pick the, the, uh, the district. And uh, nothing was available around where I had to live here, so... I was forced forced to pick another district, and and you know, well, two of them, and I didn't know anything about either of them. And one of them was right where you're at, right there, which uh, which butted up against the interstate right there, and then east, you know, that district. I forget what it was, 19 or whatever it was, but uh, I, I I had my license, which I could have uh, you know printed out and uh, used to go up there for about it was a two week period back in December. You know, I could have went up there, but uh, that's why I was asking you that, but you never gave me. Uh, or Mario, uh, any idea where would be a good place to go up there, uh, close to where you live right there, to actually track down a meal there? And that was the bad thing, because I didn't know anything about that area there. Yeah, right? see, I, I know this area, and mo- rarely, no, well, sometimes you can't, you can't see deer, but usually they're passing through here, but very rarely. Right. But rarely, mostly west of me, mostly west of me and north of me, up in the mountains. Right, yeah, but that uh, district that I had, uh, it was only, uh, you know, where you're at east of you, but then I did see that one area there, I don't know how far it was from where you lived there, 20 miles or whatever it was, but that was, it looked like some uh, kind of, you know, rough-looking BLM land uh, east of where you were there, and I saw that there, I thought, well, I'm, Sure, there had to be at least a mule deer living there, if not something else. Well, no, so that, that's what... east of me, that location is mostly a- antelope. Oh, antelope. Antelope, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, we see where I'm from, deer are smart, you know, white-tailed deer and stuff. Around here, you know, I never thought of mule deer as being, you know, very intelligent animals. In fact, from, from the ones I ran into up here on top of the mountain here next to Albuquerque, uh, the Sandias up here, uh, I could go up there and almost walk up to the uh, mule deer up there and, you know, 
you know, hit him over the head with a sledgehammer to take him out. But uh, they're so dumb. But white-tailed deer are pretty smart, and that's the type of a deer I, I, I was used to hunting up up north in Minnesota. Uh, but no, but anyway, so I, I could have had that license and gone up there, but I didn't. So I never, I never made use of that uh, of that license which I had there for for that two week period there in December. It get and yeah. Like said, you're, you're you're from Minnesota, and so how cold does it get up by Fargo? Oh well, up, up there in, uh, in Minnesota, uh, Fargo's not Minnesota, but it's right up against the border of Minnesota. But uh, no, up there just just recently here they had uh, they had uh, well it was got down in like say uh, like twenty some below zero, and with the wind chill factor. With about a, it was about a twenty-seven, thirty mile an hour wind with the windshield factor that knocked it down to the windshield factor down to about 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 thirty-five below zero uh, overnight. In fact, here just 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 the other day, there what was it uh, yesterday? I, I sent you that one a screenshot uh, where it showed that the, the current temperature at that time that was about five o'clock in the morning there in Fargo, North Dakota. It was minus fifteen degrees. You can look literally freeze. You can literally freeze in that weather, correct? Oh yeah. In fact, um, a number of people have, have, have frozen like that. That I myself almost uh, got taken out a couple times, you know, because I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, if you're out in the middle of nowhere and I'm exposed to that kind of weather, uh, it gets down to that because that uh, that cold, especially with the windshield factor, and if you aren't uh, dressed properly. You're basically dead meat within about 15 minutes. I mean, that will take you out. You go unconscious, and that'll be it. But the only saving thing, like I told you, is if you freeze to death, there's not much pain involved. You just get numb, and you pass out, and that's it. End of story. And then somebody finds you like a, a frozen, you know, a frozen human popsicle uh, at some point if they find you at all. Yeah. Yeah, we've been getting some really freezing weather up there, up around north, way up north by Fargo. You're, yeah, you have, uh, you, you know, people up there that live over there, but I don't know. I don't think I'll mention. Well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but uh, uh, Thomas, uh, I know for a fact that where you live, I mean, it actually gets slightly colder where you're at than I am here. But I know, I know for a fact that it, it does occasionally get down to. Uh, Below zero, maybe not very far below zero. You know where you're at too, correct? Oh yeah, it's gotten below zero here uh, north of me up in Alamosa, Colorado. It's gotten up to it's gotten down to thirty below zero up in Alamosa, Colorado. Yeah, well, well, let me ask you this: If you were stranded out in that VLM line, I told you about that was about twenty-seven miles or whatever it was east of where you're at. And if you were stuck there overnight, when it got down to like say two, three, four, four below zero, and, but with the windshield factor, that would drop it down to about twenty below zero. Do you think that you could survive uh, out there in the open with a, a light jacket on and a, a pair of jeans? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh yeah, tonight. Uh, Tonight in Alamosa, I, I'm checking the AccuWeather forecast, and tonight's going to get lows are going to drop down to, if this is correct, lows are going to drop down in Alamosa, Colorado tonight to 13 degrees, 13 degrees. And as me and my friend Joe are doing this 
live broadcast. Today is Tuesday, January the 13th, 2015. So tonight in Alamosa, Colorado, it's going to drop down to 13 degrees. You know, whenever you say Joe, I keep thinking that uh, that you're, you're talking about Mario or somebody, and they are there sitting with you uh, in your in your place right there. Yeah. No, but you know what? I'm actually going to take off right here because uh, I've been sitting there right alongside the road here for a while, drinking part of a shot of coffee here. But uh, it started to rain out again. In fact, just here a second ago, some uh, it, you know, it looked like a uh, a Vietnamese woman walked by me with that uh, with uh, with the uh, umbrella over her head uh, to uh, stop the rain. All right. And, uh, yeah. She, she I, I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll end the broadcast and. But before I end the broadcast, before we go off air, we are still on air on air together on this live broadcast. Um, I after we go off air in about ten ten to fifteen minutes from now, check your email. All right. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm actually pulling into the parking lot here right now. It's called the it's called the National Museum of Nuclear Science and uh, Science and uh, Oh, you know what I might do, Thomas? I might go in here and uh, and check this out and, and, and pay the entrance fee to go in here. Uh, what is the current weather right now before we go off air? Yeah. Okay. Now this place is called. Okay, it's called the official name of it. It's it's the National Museum of uh, Nuclear Science and History, and uh, they have a lot of stuff out here in that big giant lot in back of it. But I haven't been in here for about. I don't know, eight nine years or so, um, and, and I'm thinking about you're, going. To, you're driving around. You're out at Kirtland Air Force Base right now. Well, no, this is actually not a Kirtland Air Force Base. It's uh, it's it's right next to it though, but it's uh, it's actually outside of the air base. But uh, you know, you know, this place here has been open for about I don't know. Uh, this one right here, it it used to be located, you know, actually you know, down by uh, Old Town, but they moved the whole thing. It's a lot bigger now. Out here, it's on a, it's on a U Bank, south of a Central Avenue. But they did, they have added a few new things back here in the yard. Which you know, it's probably a dumb time right now to to go out in that yard because I can tell you it's raining. Out. It's actually raining right now, and I'm not sure what the temperature is right here. Well, hey Thomas, you can tell me real fast what the temperature is here on your little app you got there. I mean, uh, what is it right now? But uh, in the in the high threes or or uh, forty degrees or so. Hang on, I'll I'll I have to go on that. Um, I'm not on it right now. I'm going to AccuWeather.com. Uh, hang on, I gotta type in. Uh, I'm going to Albuquerque. Albuquerque, it's showing thirty-five degrees with some. Light snow right now, highs highs in Albuquerque, 39 degrees today for January 13, 2015. Ah. A bit of snow and some rain and lows in Albuquerque dropping down to 32, down, 32 degrees tonight with a bit of snow and some rain early in the morning. And then tomorrow's highs in Albuquerque are going to be 42 degrees with some snow and rain in the morning and it says uh it's showing on the bottom here snow will end 
in 10 minutes. What? Snow will be. Well, you know what? Right here, right here where I sit at, it's not really snow. It's kind of a, it's kind of a light rain. But, uh, but you know what? I actually look at my app right here, and it says, it says right here it's 36 degrees currently. And uh, in fact, I got the favorites here. I don't know if I have you. So then, this AccuWeather website is pretty close to yours right now. It's saying snow, snow mixed with rain at times this afternoon into this evening. Right, right, it's yeah. A total of a coating to an inch, about an inch. Right. No. Of. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? Though on my other app at home thing, I have a, I have your actual zip code, uh, uh, and, and I could tell you what your temperature was, but uh, I, on, on this thing right here, I don't have it. Uh, but I do have uh, a few other ones. Like a friend of mine that lives out there in California, right where he's at right now, which is. Uh, uh, um, it, it's it's 56 degrees and clear there, but in yeah, front of Dakota looking, right now, I'm looking at this radar map and it's showing. Yeah, you're getting a lot of snow north of you, up all around north up north of Albuquerque, up around when what, you're driving the Santa. What about the Sandias? What about uh, the Sandias? No, not. It looks like it's pretty clear around out. Al- not too much around out. Al- mostly. It's pretty clear around Albuquerque on this radar map. Albuquerque. No, no, you know what? Hey, not here. In fact, where I'm sitting right now, there's no, there's no blue sky of any kind. Everything's overcast all, all, all around me. But you know what? Though I'm looking at my my six places I have down here in this thing right here, and right now it says that we are at 36 degrees, so we are actually warmer than New York City because it says New York City right now is 23 degrees. But yeah, it that so Fargo. a lot of snow. It's snowing when you're going up. You know where Bernalillo is? When you're driving from Bernalillo up. Right, 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 right. All the way up to Cuba, all the way up to the Four Corners, where the Hickory, Apache, Indian Reservation, Dulce, all all up in there, it's snowing. Oh, oh yeah, but does it it show you uh, in what direction all that crap is moving? Is it going... Southeast, or is it, it actually going? No, it just shows a still picture of it, of this right. radar. Uh, well, well, yeah, but doesn't it tell you there anywhere, uh, you know, the wind direction, if it's uh, northeast me, or whatever? Let's see if I get more information here when I click on Albuquerque radar. Okay, I'm on Albuquerque. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, but you see, I'm kind of curious if anything is heading up you know, heading in your direction. Oh, yeah, it's heading. There's Yeah, it, it does show snow up in your area down in Al. Yeah, kind of east of Albuquerque. And uh, Oh, yeah, but you know what? Yeah, but Thomas, you know what? It still shows on this thing I'm looking at. It still shows there's a, that we here in Albuquerque are under a winter storm warning. Yeah, you but, are. Uh, you are. You, you're get, it well, looks well, like it might be coming down your way, but I don't know. Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's why I'm glad you're looking at the radar thing because that's that's kind of what I wanted to find out. You know, if it looked like there was some kind of big front. Oh yeah, there you know. is now a, a large front. Look, yeah, listen, by Santa Fe, all around the Pecos Wilderness, north of you, all the way up around by Hamas Pueblo. Going to Los Alamos, all the way to Tierra Amarilla, Amarilla and Penasco, up around by 
Looks like the <laughs> snow is heading towards Taos, New Mexico, north. Oh, wow. No, snow north of me up by Raton, by the Colorado. But does it show on? Oh, yeah, but does it show what, what direction all this stuff is heading? It doesn't show. It doesn't. It's like a still picture. Huh. Uh, it says right here. In fact, I, I, I put my. Uh, and when you're driving west of Albuquerque on I-40, when you get to Laguna and Grants, Grants and Gallup, it turns. It's mostly rain when you get to around by. Yeah, and uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it says right here that uh, the uh, the wind is uh is heading in, in a uh, a northwest direction. So that means. You know, that's how it's probably heading towards you. And but it says right here, it says the the, the wind right here is currently only a uh, a measly two miles an hour. But uh, but it, it's heading in a northwesterly direction. But I, I don't know how accurate this, this is, but it says that we are still under a winter storm. Or let me so, let so me I'm thinking, see. I'm checking. So you see, I'm thinking there's a well, no, but does it look like there's a lot of uh, like a, a, a like a moisture thing uh, or a little front or whatever it is uh, coming at us from, like, say, uh, the southeast part of Arizona, it, for it, example. It, it looks like it's kind of, when I click on this play on the radar, it looks like it's heading kind of northeasterly direction. Right. Right. So that means that you might be getting some stuff there in the Yeah. Well, wow. I wish it would go down your way and not my way. Send it down oh, no, hey, direction hey. and not my way. Well, no, but uh, if it goes your way, I-, I want you to take your camera or your phone camera, whatever you got right there, and uh, and go outside and take up pictures of the the actual I, snow. I don't got a camera on my cell phone. I just use a digital camera, so I can't just send right. It well, like uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah. if you if you but if you get some snow. Go on, take a couple pictures, and uh, if, if, if we get any more snow here, I will uh, take some snapshots and send you a couple. Yeah, they're getting some snow north of me. Let me hang on. Let me let me step away from the microphone. Let me look out the window. Stand by. Okay. No, no snow, but. We may we may be getting some snow later. I think it should clear up. I hope it does because I got to drive up to Pueblo, Colorado, and that's a three-hour drive north of me in the next few days. So I I really hope it clears up because I can't. I don't want to drive to Pueblo until it looks like I get some good weather. What do you have to go up there for? I got to take my parakeets over there to the pet store over there, get one of the birds, get the, one of the birds beak, the beak, get the beak oh, yeah? clipped. Really? Yeah. What do they charge you for that? Five bucks for one bird, get the beak clipped. Huh. You know, hey, it's cheaper than taking it to a veterinarian. If you take it to a well, veterinarian. No, but, uh, well, yeah, but couldn't you do that uh, yourself? I probably could if I if I learned, but I I I'd rather take it to the pet store because they're more professional. The the woman I took it to last time, wow, she 
She was perfect with my birds, with my parakeets. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're saying that uh, it must have some kind of uh, uh, thing wrong with it or disease of some type, which makes that, that part of the beak grow faster. And you said that when it sleeps, you know, I kind of know how parrots and parakeets sleep. They sleep a lot of times, you, you know, with their head kind of tucked under their, their yeah. wing or whatever. If you, and, uh, and, and that long beak... Uh, as a result of her sleeping like that, can cut into her skin, you're telling me. Right, yeah. So, yeah, i got to get her beak trimmed. Well, hey, sometimes you, you might have to take your uh, your your pet out to, uh, to uh, you know, to say, uh, you know, because if it's really sick or it's got some major problem, sometimes it is good to, uh, you know, just uh, take him out. And, uh, and, you know, like you know, that. Oh, no, no, no. Pet. I'm not going to take my bird out. No way. Now, she'll make it, but I, I, it, when you love an animal, no, you want to take care of it. See, that's kind of yeah. like if I told you, remember your your cat that you love? I mean, it, just yeah. because if it gets sick, you well, don't want to take it out. You want to take care well, of it. Well, yeah, but Thomas, Thomas, you see, I actually at one point, I was toying with the idea because somebody I knew up north had one, and I really, really liked it. I was toying with the idea of... Uh, in, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever, because I was thinking about. Well, there was a time I was thinking about buying a uh, a, uh, a Mexican redhead parrot, uh, because those the parrots you could teach to you know talk or whatever. And uh, although you know, you know, they are kind of a lot of work taking care of them a little bit. But uh, that one friend of mine had one, and it was really such an intelligent bird that I, I you know, I, you know, I, that, that really impressed me. So I was tempted to get one myself. In fact. This parrot that guy had, he actually brought it up to, you know, to where I live. This guy was from California, and he was in my place. He came over by for a visit, and he brought that parrot with him, and then this big giant cage, and he hung it up on from a ceiling from a, a hanging thing I had up there where I had a lamp thing. But he put it up there, which which put it above the floor by about eight nine feet or so. Yeah, I had kind of a, a a tall ceiling, but I had kind of a kind of a um, a nasty cat at the time. It was a tomcat. And that parrot up there was pretty smart because it knew that cat was there, and that cat would hang out down below that uh, cage up there, thinking about uh, thinking about how to get up there and, and get this giant parrot. <laughs> and the parrot would actually talk to me and go, oh, no, oh, no, go away, go away. <laughs> but, uh, in fact, we took off, came back about two hours later. We went somewhere that one day. We came back, and here my cat was actually up on the top edge of the couch, diving up, trying trying to hang out of the bottom of the cage. <laughs> but yeah, but 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 I always wondered what would have happened because this is a pretty tough looking parrot. Right? I mean, this thing had a pretty big beak on it, and I was wondering, just out of curiosity, what would have happened if that cat I had at that time would have gotten inside that cage? Which which animal would have survived? The cat or the parrot? <laughs> the, the parrot. <laughs> oh yeah, because that parrot. I mean, I mean, he could have just opened up uh, that, that cat like a like a like a, a side of beef, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the parrot. Uh, hey. The parrot would outsmart the cat. Yeah, but this cat's parrot was pretty smart uh, bird. In fact, uh, uh, we, we you know we let it go in that that place I was living, you know, it was a pretty large place. 
and he could let that thing go. He would fly around inside the inside the house, and and he would make a certain type of noise that only this parrot, uh, you know, knew because he was the owner. And he would fly back from wherever he was, and he would land right in this guy's shoulder. Uh, in fact, once it even kind of escaped. It got outside, outside, and it was uh, kind of sitting up on this one uh, poplar tree about maybe 30, 40 yards from us. And I, and I was afraid, you know, it it was lost because it would take off and never, it, it, and that would be it. But no, it stayed right there. And when when my friend called it, it flew right back out of that tree, landed on his shoulder, and we walked right back into the place. So, smart bird. Although it costs it costs a lot more than that that that, that thing that you have. But well, before we end this broadcast, do you have any final words of wisdom that you'd like to let people know? Your final your final last thoughts, words of wisdom from Joe in Albuquerque. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Well, what's some information? Uh, I the last day or so, just out of curiosity, I, I went to uh, uh, both the Chevy dealer and the and the Ford dealer, and I was curious if they would ever produce because they quit making them two years ago. They quit making medium-sized trucks, and so now you can only buy the larger trucks, like you know, full-size pickups. So the only places that sell uh, you know medium-sized pickups anymore are Toyota, like the one I have here, uh, Tacoma, or uh, Nissan, I forget what they make, but uh, no, in fact, I went down there, and they still are not going to make any any medium-sized pickups. Uh, Ford used to make the Ford Ranger, and for some reason, they aren't going to do it. I don't know why that is, because, you know, these, these pickups are kind of popular, but uh, Ford is lying to you. They are I'm telling you that uh, they have this new type of engine that uses uh, a lot less gas. I tell them, well, guess what? There is no way a uh, six-cylinder engine can use less than what I have right here in a full-size truck. So if you're going to buy a medium-sized truck, the only only company that sells medium-sized truck right now are either Toyota or Nissan. And that's it. End of story. Wow. Toyota and Nissan. Right. And why would that be? The... The last medium-sized one that uh, GM Chevy made was called the Colorado, and the last one that Ford made was called the the uh, Ranger. That's it. But uh, now they don't. So you know, so much for uh, for you know, you know, providing what the customer wants. Well, yeah. In fact, Thomas, I actually wanted to buy domestic. That's why I was checking them out because I was going to buy either Ford or Chevy. But guess what? They wouldn't allow me to because they don't even make. Oh, I, oh yeah. Let 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 the people that may be listening know where are some of the best hiking places, some of the best hiking trails in your area to go hiking in. Oh, there's that one website. Uh, it's called the uh, Sandy Mountain Hiking, or you can hike along the foothills. Uh, there's a lot of places. I mean, a lot of trails they they have set aside. Uh, some of them you can you can uh, use uh, dirt bikes on them. But only a few of them. But uh, oh yeah, in fact, they have so many trails up there in the Sandia Mountain Range in the Montanos. You can go up there and spend a few weeks without having to come back down again. What's Which that? I've done. What's that background noise in your location? 
Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm driving down back down the road here again. I was, I was thinking about driving over and picking up. Well, I was thinking about actually buying those uh, stuff over here at, at Home Depot, but uh, I was I was trying to wait until I quit raining out here, but uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. Are you so, planning? Uh, are you planning on later on stopping over at Carl's Jr. and buying what you always buy a a turkey burger at Carl's <laughs> Jr. with green chili what? and salt and salsa? Well, you know what, actually. I wasn't thinking about that, but now that you uh, mentioned that, well, I might I might do that because uh, that that there's one of the places I'm going to stop by is a place out there called uh, Sportsman's Warehouse, and I wanted to check out a few things over there. And uh, right across the road from where Sportsman's Warehouse is is a Carl's Jr. And then you can and then and then you can swing over there and get a Carl's Jr. turkey burger with hot green chili. And, and tons of salsa loaded with green chili and salsa. Uh, well, Thomas, Thomas, are you hinting that you want me to buy one for you and then freeze it and then send it to you uh, uh, overnight express? Yeah, send, it, send me, send me yeah. several of them. FedEx, so, you know what? Fed, FedEx what? some Carl's Jr. turkey burgers loaded with green chili and salsa. Uh, uh, well, I tell you what, I will do that only if you reimburse me. Reimburse you? Hey, you got you got loads of money, man. You're rich. <laughs> You're my friend. Uh, Remember, you got to send me some green chili turkey burgers from Carl's Jr. Uh, I, I tell you what, uh, word of advice, Thomas. You know, your best bet is to, to make it yourself. Because uh, I tell you what, all you're going to do is go down and buy yourself a... Uh, yeah, some frozen green chili. No, 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 no. Uh, get yourself, go down to uh, the closest Walmart, I don't know where that is, and buy yourself, because they have them on sale now for about 25 bucks. Well, the closest a, a Walmart, they're, they're the same distance, either Las Vegas, New Mexico, right. or right. Tr- Trinidad, right. Colorado. Right. Well, I'll go there... And buy yourself because they have them on sale now, pretty cheap. Uh, and buy yourself a uh, a uh, a George Foreman grill. And then uh, when you're down there at Walmart, buy yourself about three or four pounds of uh, of uh, of a 99 percent lean turkey burger. And thaw uh, some of that stuff out. Mix it up in a little bowl there, and along with the little bowl, mix it up a little bit of seasoning in there, and throw some green chili in there. Mix it up with it. And, and you just make yourself a big patty, throw it, throw it on that uh, George Foreman grill for uh, four minutes or less, and uh, throw, it, throw it on a big, a big coney bun and uh, add some cheese if you want it or whatever, and guess what? You can make your own turkey burger. Yeah, you, you got it. You got it right. Yeah, and then you're all set. That's right. And those things make uh, a turkey patty. It's good, if not better, than than, uh, than than Carl's Jr. does. I mean, I tell you that right out now because I've uh, I know that for a fact because I tried it because I just recently bought one of those little four panty size uh, George Foreman grills for for about about twenty 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 five bucks. Hey, do you want me to let you know if there's been any earthquakes in your area? Uh, yeah, 
You know what? Because we get some some a few uh, sometimes around here. Let me check. Let me put. Uh, let me let me check. I'm gonna put. Let me see if I can find that website. Earthquakes. Let me see what I come up. Let me see what I can pull up. What data I can pull up here real fast. Earthquake information. Uh, well, Thomas, I guess where I'm going right now. Where are you at? Where, which, which location are you at now? I'm going to a place called Kelly's, and I think you remember what Kelly's uh, is. Oh, yeah, yes, I heard of that, yeah. Right, right. and I'm going in here, and I'm going to purchase something that's associated with, uh, with, with uh, Jamaica. But... Uh, because because I, I I heard they have some on sale in here, but uh, okay right now Thomas I am I'm actually at near a uh, dollar store. I am checking latest latest earthquakes. Let me see. I don't see any around in. Let me see. It's not showing any around our our area, but. Let me see, uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, 2.9 earthquake, Codwell, Kansas, 2.5, Papau, New Guinea, 5.2, Nami, Japan, 4.7, another one in Japan, 5.0, Kansas, 2.5, another one in Kansas, Codwell, Kansas. 4.7 earthquake in Iceland, New Zealand, a 5.0 earthquake, Japan, 4.8 earthquake. Uh, Oregon, Lakeview, east, southeast of Lakeview, Oregon, 2.7 earthquake. Northeast of Edmond, Oklahoma. Well, hey, Thomas, Thomas, man. You know what? I'm waiting for the next, uh, next, next possible, maybe uh, eight, eight point nine or nine point something to to hit the west coast of uh, California and then shoot down the the uh, the uh, San Andreas Fault and then take off that the whole southern part of California or turn it into an island and then cause a big giant, huge giant tsunami, which will you know you know head across the ocean and take out, you know, probably, you know, Hawaii and Christmas Islands and maybe uh, parts of uh, the Philippines, Japan, you know, maybe the east coast of uh, Australia. That would wipe out a lot of the human race right there. Oh, yeah. And then hopefully then uh, possibly, you know, a, a plague could start from that, like a strain of the, the bird flu, maybe combined with the, the, the the you know bubonic plague and maybe somebody would throw a little little dash of the Spanish flu in there with it, uh, you know. <laughs> That's insane. That's right. And then of course if they would also think that and then uh and then uh, you know more more it into an airborne one that would just spread all over the planet and then maybe be carried by uh you know you know bird migration to every corner of the planet. Then we could get more something going. We, <laughs> yes. Then we could get something going, and then maybe, maybe then I could make use, use of some of that survival stuff I have stashed away. Well, yeah, save me some of your survival foods. Well, I will, uh, but I tell you, I tell you what we should do, Thomas, is get a couple of, of radios and have them. Uh, uh, I tell you what, a good two meter radio, uh, 
a ham radio, radio. A, a ham radio. Yes, a two-minute radio because that friend of mine up north in Minnesota, he used to uh, with his two-minute radio, he would uh, uh, get on a two-minute radio and then he would bounce off his different uh, uh, places, uh, about three or four of them through the country. I forget what they called it again, and he would, uh, uh, you know, connect with people down in Southern California and a whole bit. Uh, oh yeah, uh, off of, the, of these ham radio repeaters that are in various locations around the country. But he would actually um, transfer a signal from each one of these repeaters to the area that he was talking to somebody to with a small little two-meter ham radio, and uh, worked great. Well, man, yeah, in uh... fact, yeah, in, in fact. He would actually use the two-meter radio, call call me up, call me up on my phone, and when I picked the phone up, he would say to let me know that uh, I was on the uh, the radio, you know, the ham radio, and, you know, don't use any foul language, and, and he would tell me that. And so I'd be talking to him up there in uh, in Minnesota on my phone down here in Albuquerque, and he'd be up there in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota talking on, on his two-meter ham radio, portable portable two-meter ham radio. That that was a friend of yours in California, correct? Well, no, up in Minnesota. But no, you see, I myself was going to take that tech uh, ham license. Uh, it, it was tougher back then when he took it because back then you had to know uh, a small amount of Morse code and actually do something with the Morse code. Now you don't even have to have that. You just have to, have to answer a few questions. Then you can get your tech license, which would allow you to purchase and then, uh, and then, uh, and then use uh, a ham radio. You could, uh, you know, transmit, receive on a, on a, on a two-meter ham radio. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind having a ham radio myself. I can't. You know what? If you had, well, you can do it right now. I mean, you know, you, you can get online and probably, uh, you know, somebody if they actually log on to it can uh, from any place in the planet, but. Uh, yeah, if you had a ham radio, uh, you know, you can do a lot of stuff right there because I used to, uh, he used to talk to you all the time with some guy. He lived over there in, uh, in, uh, in Tasmania and, uh, and, uh, in Australia. But, uh, anyway, but you know what I should do? I should let you go here because I have to go in here and do a few things. All right. Yeah. Look, before you end the broadcast, what, just um I'll let you finish this I am the Blue Raven and I got I am the Blue Raven and you with me are let let the people know. I'm on Joe from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yes, and today is Tuesday, January thirteenth, twenty fifteen, and we're gonna end this live broadcast. Final last words of wisdom and then we're gonna end this broadcast. January 13th, 2015. Yes. The year of our Lord. Okay. Thank you, Joe, for being on with me live on this broadcast. And um, check your email in about 15 to 20 minutes, and I'll send something to your email. All right, Joe? Okay. Later. Have a good one or a better one. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day, Joe, and thank you for joining me live. Adios. On Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.